The Power of Sound, a Monocle 24 collaboration with KEF. Hi, I'm Nanita Desai and I'm a film and television composer. Music is music. I'm serving the story and I'm getting to the heart of the film, uh, regardless of the genre that I'm writing for. But when it comes to scoring feature documentaries, they're actually much more cinematic in their scope and and also thematic. You know, I'll, I'll keep coming back to musical themes for, for certain characters or I'll write uh, themes for different concepts and abstract ideas in, in documentaries as well. The film The Reason I Jump is based on the bestseller book that was written by Naoki Higashida, this 13-year-old Japanese boy, and he's non-speaking autistic, yeah, he's non-verbal, and so he uses this letterboarding system to communicate with the world, and he tries to explain to the world what it feels like to be autistic. So it's a documentary which follows five characters who are dotted around the world who are all non-verbal autistic. Sound and music are incredibly important to the way the story is told because as an autistic person their senses are very very heightened and it's very multi-sensory and so we created a soundscape using 360 Atmos sound. It's, it's very immersive where we try to illustrate all the senses that are being experienced by the characters and so there are some incredible moments where we recorded all the sound uh, with ambisonics and 360 sound and because sound is so important in the environment of the autist's world the director would give me sort of interesting sort of sound effects from the scenes and I would integrate them into my musical compositions. It's just a, a way that I've discovered in my recent work of being able to connect with an audience in a much more visceral way. We came up with these abstract concepts for the, for the sound, uh, for the soundscape. One was the fact that, in an obvious way, they're non-speaking. And so I wanted to give the characters a voice to represent their internal voice, but also to give them an external voice as well. So I used my own voice as a musical instrument. So I took some key phrases from the book, such as we are outside the flow of time or beautiful circle. And these, are, these are very important phrases, um, ideas uh, in autism. And I translated them back into the original Japanese and then broke them down in a very fragmented way and sang the words in pieces of music and integrated them into the musical pieces in uh, sort of with vowels and consonants and and syllables And the reason for doing that is because one of the ideas of 
these that these characters experience is that they really respond to oscillations and repetition so that's another aspect of autism where the use of oscillations and circular movements and repetition evokes a kind of cathartic release and and a comfort with several of the characters so i worked with these found sound elements of these there's a scene where you see a fan going round and round a ceiling fan and table fans going round and round and filmed in hyper close up and with macro photography and so you see these circular motions in objects like the a pottery wheel or a rickshaw wheel going round and round and the character of Umrit one of the characters in the film she's swaying backwards and forwards and it she finds these movements and these motions very relaxing and very cathartic so i start off with these polyrhythmic sounds that i build up with these complex rhythms playing off against one another of all these sound effects uh, of these ceiling fans and out of that would grow a piece of music with all these polyrhythms that then build and build to this overwhelming release uh, emotional release and one thing that we i forbid myself from using was synthesizers i i wanted to keep it acoustic and organic as possible because really it's about the experience of the environment and the world around these characters You know, working on the reason I jump really had a huge impact on the way that I now approach my work. The last few projects where I, I scored for Sama, uh, which was a film about the Syrian uprising and revolution. I mean, I've always been aware of this from my work as a sound designer, but more so now it's becoming I wouldn't say a trademark, but something that I integrate into my work wherever I can is using sound in a narrative way, in a storytelling way where it's much more visceral and integrated into the landscape of the film. the way that we can manipulate people and i use the word manipulate in a in the nicest possible way but how we can manipulate people emotionally through the choices that we make when we place sound in certain play in in moments and and the the dynamics of the sound and and in the musical choices that we make You know, when it comes to clichés and stereotypes, I always veer away from them. What I do is a very collaborative art form, and so I have to ultimately what I have to do is serve the director's vision and serve the film and its needs and requirements. So I, you know, I, I scored a horror film, and sound is incredibly potent in in horror. And I scored this horror feature film a few years ago, and and the the main brief the director gave me was, I don't want any horror cliches and stereotypes. And I thought, well, you know, I think we're going to have to have a handful to have those jump scares that you need. You know, silence with a sudden sharp sound. 
to make the the audience jump in their seats. And I think, you know, there's a lot of experimentation and fun that can be had with those kinds of tropes. I'm not afraid of anything, but if I am watching a horror movie, if I'm starting to get a bit scared, I'll switch off the sound and then it will everything will seem quite light and and frivolous and silly but as soon as you put sound on that is so potent and so powerful and it's you know over the years i've realized well I always realized as a teenager you know that that's what drew me into film uh, and and this whole world is the power of sound and music all intertwined to create this um, it's something greater than the sum of its parts we have these sort of creative collaborations with musicians where sparks can fly and that's when you can get really exciting results there's one session which I had was really great was I brought in this cellist who's autistic herself authenticity is incredibly important to me when i'm composing so reason i jump was about autism so i brought in this cellist who's autistic and what i did was i had a blank slate and i gave her some guidelines and i said you can only play five notes and when i point my finger upwards you have to go up a tone when i point my finger downwards you go down a tone and that was just me making it up on the spot and she would then play do as i said and we'd record a line and then we'd layer another line on top using the same process and in the end we ended up with about seven or eight lines of cello playing which were all feeding off one another in interacting with one another as a kind of a live improvisation and it feels so alive and human and it was such an exciting result and had i pre-planned it and written it, it we would never have achieved a result like that And that, that's something I learned from Peter Gabriel when I was at his uh, working as his assistant. One of his sort of mottos, and it's, it's become something that uh, is important to me as well, is it's all about capturing the magic of performance. You know, he did that on The Reason I Jump where I took um, some prepared clarinet recording sessions. So I brought in this fantastic musician who plays the clarinet but in the bell of the instrument we poured some water into the bell covered it with aluminium tin foil and when she blew into it it sounded like um, like a didgeridoo and so it ceased to sound like the the actual instrument and it just got this otherworldly sound out of it brought in this saxophonist who does this circular breathing because the idea of the reason I jump is based on repetition and circular movements I thought well why why don't we try some circular breathing uh, with the saxophone and um, you get this incredible sound which I then sort of treated and blended and worked into the score so you know the the sounds and the pushing the Pushing the boundaries, you know, not following stereotypes, I think can create really, really fresh, different results. 
I scored American Murder last year, which is a Netflix true crime documentary. And the story is quite horrific and gruesome about a man who murders his wife and children. And so the whole film is told through social media. The wife who was murdered kept a record of her whole relationship through Facebook posts and home videos and text messages and that's how the story and the film is told. It's as though she's come back to life to tell her story and so there's a lot of text messages being printed on screen and and Facebook messages that you see throughout the course of the film. I did some recording sessions where I actually recorded the sound of my finger tapping on the phone um, I had a, a percussionist come come and do this for me, and and we recorded lots of phone tapping uh, on, on fingers tapping on plastic and and different phones and diff- different sounds, and I created rhythms out of these finger tapping sounds that when you see it in the film and you hear the rhythms which create this tension, it kind of blends between the two so you see you hear the sounds of tick 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 of the messages coming up on the screen and then suddenly we go into a piece of music where it then goes into a a musical rhythm and then we have the orchestral sounds coming in as well There's this David Bowie quote, I think where you do your most exciting work is when you're in a swimming pool and your feet are not quite touching the ground, that's where your most exciting work can happen, that's where things can really take shape and form and and that's where you get originality and I think I'm more prepared to take risks and, and experiment you know, there is no right and wrong. And I'm very fortunate to work with some directors who understand that true originality takes time. And so they give me creative space to experiment where there is no right and there is no wrong. You know, it's, it's about connecting with the audience. <laughs> 